Welcome to another episode of Weekly Regular. Uh, that's weird. I didn't say the. Of the Weekly Regular. <laughs> <laughs> My name is Asan. Uh, I am joined once again to talk WandaVision uh, with good friend of the podcast, best friend of the podcast, Derek from college. How's it going, Derek? What's going on, man? How are you? I'm well. I'm well. We are, we're fresh off the heels of uh, a Super Bowl football game. Uh, which was not a great game. It was a very one-sided blowout <laughs> in which oh, the winner it? was Tom Brady. <laughs> was it 31 to 9? That's a blowout? <laughs> yeah, that is a blowout. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Yeah, that was – I just – I was like – I mean, I'm not that big into football, I yeah. think, as you know. It's not that I have anything against it. I just wasn't raised, like, watching the sport. Mm-hmm. So, like, <laughs> like, even when I was – we had we had, you know – some friends over i was chasing their kids around but even when i uh-huh. was like little of the game i could see i was like this does not look like an exciting game i'm not even gonna have to pay attention to know what's going on yeah it was it's pretty wild um yeah. but uh so you 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 had uh you had some friends over they brought their kids over yeah you said you yeah, watched our- uh you watched some of the trailers though yeah yeah i did i did um so I did see a couple we'll end let's end on the marvel one that everybody okay. wants us to talk about cool um so, a couple of the ones that were out. Uh, let's do Ray and the Last Dragon. It's the new uh, Pixar movie or Disney movie coming out. Okay. Uh, it looks good. Have you seen the trailer? For I one? haven't. What's it? Uh, what does it okay. seem like it's about? So, it's just a teaser, but it looks like it's um, based in Vietnam. Okay. Um, like Vietnam, Vietnamese uh, mythology and folklore. Let me because I am not professional in any way, shape, or form today. Yeah. I have this pulled up right now. It's all right. We're marginally uh, professional. Is... professional. Right. I cannot marginally speak. Pro- marginally professional here. <laughs> professional we broadcasters just... messing up words. <laughs> we make it just good enough. Mm-hmm. You know? Just good enough to pass. Um, yeah, in a realm known as Kumandra, a reimagined Earth inhabited by an ancient civilization... A warrior named Rhea is determined to find the last dragon. So it seems like a, you know, just a fun romp adventure. I'm sorry I said it was Vietnamese. It looked like that from what I saw without reading the synopsis. But, um, yeah, it looks good, man. It just looks – it's the same team that did Frozen. Um, It's the, you know, that, you know, marginally successful movie. Mm -hmm. Um, And uh, (laughs) – Yeah, so it's this girl that goes on a quest to find the dragon. She's got a little, she's got a couple of sidekicks. Um, yeah, it looks fun. It just looks like whimsical, fanciful, and just a good solid time at the movies with your family. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm looking at some of the. Uh, I'm watching it right now on mute. Uh, looks pretty yep. good. Looks yeah, like there's right? some I like some the color scheme. Yeah, some cute little monkey are. characters. Right. Yeah. I don't personally like monkeys, but give me a cute little monkey character any day in the in a movie. Yeah. I don't know if there's a specific – I mean, I'm watching with the sound off. I don't know if there's a specific country named here, kind, of, but it just looks like kind of like, you know, Southeast Asia. Yeah. Like, yeah, could be Vietnam, could be Indonesia, could be – It's prob- could be Thailand. Sure. Sure. Not yeah. to lump all of those – not to lump all of those countries in together like they're the same thing. But they st- it looks like they stole a lot of the. Uh, yeah, it looks like a not like lumped aesthetic. them all together, but more of like a an amalgam of that region. You yes. know what I mean? Yes, absolutely. Yeah, which I think it's great. Yeah, it looks good. Awesome. Let's get representation for everybody in there. It looks like Frozen in terms of the animation and like the design yes, and stuff. The facial design and everything like that. Character yeah. design. Yeah. Yeah. I Do who who like plays that. the last dragon? Because it looks like a comedic character. Um. <clears throat> At least if this is the last dragon, I'm thinking. Um, if this is the titular last dragon, well, does it say? I don't have. It doesn't. Well, Kelly Marie Tran is Rhea. Okay. This is a great cast, dude. Well, hit me uh, with it. Gemma Chan. Okay. Aquafina, which that's going to be my guess is that Aquafina is voicing the dragon. Uh, okay, that makes sense. I, I heard the audio. And it's a younger gal who's kind of got like, ah, I'm kind of like hip kind of thing. Mm-hmm. She's kind of like a goofy character. <laughs> that's that's Aquafina. I'm that's I'm kind of hip. <laughs> um, so yeah, Gemma Chan, Aquafina, Kelly Marie Tran, Sandra Oh, Daniel Day Kim, uh, Ross Butler, Benedict Wong. Oh yeah, it's stacked. 
Yeah. Oh, and Alan Tudyk is in it as Tuck Tuck. Uh, okay. Cool. I don't know who Tuck Tuck is. But I'm like assuming Alan it's Tudyk this little bear character. It's like a little probably. cute little bear character. Probably. He's probably reprising his um non uh human lines role from Moana. <laughs> yeah. You listeners out there don't know. He was the chicken. Oh, okay. Yeah, he was the chicken on that. Um, speaking of Alan Tudyk, I haven't seen it yet, but I really want to watch it. Has you seen trailers for his new show? Um, no, which one is it? He he's in everything. Oh, he is. He's so good. Yeah, he like, is. Him as the villain in uh, Doom Patrol first mm-hmm. season was awesome. Nice. Um, oh yeah, so good. Let's see. He is. Resident Alien is what it's called. Resident Alien. Is it an animated show? No, it's a live action. It's on sci-fi. Oh, oh that, I saw a commercial for that. Yeah. It follows a crash-landed alien named Harry who takes on the identity of a small-town Colorado doctor and slowly begins to wrestle with the moral dilemma of a secret mission on Earth. But the thing is, the fun part, twist about this, isn't just that he's an alien trying to do, you know, figure out, oh, what is my mission and how does it fit in? The doctor that he replaces was the county coroner. So right. he's investigating medical crimes. And the first trailer of the episode that I saw, I, I lost it, dude. I was laughing so <laughs> hard because he's crouched over this dead body and he looks, and he's like glancing over. He goes, it's a murder. Just like law and order. And they're like, what? He goes, nothing. And then he like looks back at the body and goes, dun, dun. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. <laughs> um, yeah, that sounds cool. Uh, Alan Tudyk is, is good. Uh, I'd be happy to watch him play an alien. Um, oh, he's so good. If yeah. you haven't seen... Um, I don't know if you've seen uh, Death at a Funeral. No, I haven't seen it. Frank Oz directed it. I think he mm-hmm. wrote it too. It's got uh, Peter Dinklage is in it. And it's got a big cast of all these British actors that you're like, oh, yeah, no, I know them. And mm-hmm. then Alan Tudyk. Um, so they're all gathering at this house because the patriarch of this family died. And so they're going to mm-hmm. have to open cast and wake the funeral, all that stuff. Mm-hmm. But the um, the best part about Alan Tudyk's role is he basically improvs the entire thing mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. he's a guy that has anxiety and he takes anxiety, what he thinks is an anxiety pill, but really what it is, it's a psychedelic, uh, it's a psychedelic. Mm-hmm. And so he's tripping balls like <laughs> during his funeral while he's trying to like keep it together. But he's like, he just, his improv alone in that movie, it's just for his performance, it's worthwhile. It's a great movie in its own right. But mm-hmm. just to watch him, like, you, it, it has that sense of like a director of Frank Oz just going, yeah, you know what to do. You're tripping balls. Be funny. And he's just like, <laughs> okay. Got it. <laughs> Got it. <laughs> That's tight. I got to check that out. It sounds great. got to check it out, man. It's a good, it's a good, good, well-written comedy. It's fun. All right. That's how I like my comedies. Well-written. This, this has been, yeah, right. <laughs> no, I like my movies horribly written in a drunken stupor. <laughs> Some people do like that. <laughs> Some people do. What, uh, what other trailers were at the Super Bowl? Uh, Old. Oh. M. Night Shyamalama Ding Dong. I'm going to take a look at that. Uh, everybody goes to a beach and gets old. Oh, that's interesting. Are they kids first? Yeah. So it's families, right? So um, they go to um, they go to this beach with these families, and then over the course of a day, like this kid, one of the complaints the kid is like, my swimsuit's too tight. And then you're like, oh, no, there's something up. Mm-hmm. And then by like the mid-afternoon, he's in his 20s. Oh. So he shows them... Oh, it's based on the graphic novel Sandcastle. Huh. I will have to check that out. And there is no um, no description of the plot, as is typical for a, a Shyamalan movie. Um, yeah, it's got some it's got some good people. Gail Garcia Bernal's in it. I always like him. Mm-hmm. He's, great. He's really good. Rufus Sewell's in it. He's great. This is a, a, an interesting. Uh, it's an interesting premise for a movie, because it like, you know, it's it, it really is like I'm surprised there's not, in no disrespect to the actors in the movie, I'm surprised there's not any bigger like named actors in this, um, because well, it seems like such a movie for actors, you know. Yeah, here's here's my other thing. I'm also kind of not surprised that bigger actors aren't in it because mm-hmm. after Shyamalan's like um, 
let's say drop mm-hmm. in his career. Mm-hmm. Um, he's had a he's been producing behind the scenes and mm-hmm. kind of doing stuff. So he hasn't been producing or he hasn't been like directing or like mm-hmm. getting his own stuff out there as much. Mm-hmm. And I think it's probably smart because it seems like he's kind kind of trying to rebuild from mm-hmm. like where he was, you know, because mm-hmm. he was on top, man. Yeah. Like he, he was pumping out, he was pumping out a movie every one to two years, you mm-hmm. know, like major blockbusters. Like mm-hmm. when you get Mel Gibson at the height of Mel Gibson, yeah. sugar tits, like yeah. alcohol bender. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. he had, he had all the star power in the world at that time. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, you get him in there, like walking Phoenix is like a well-known like drama act, you know, so you, you have, all, and obviously signs is not the best one that he did, but mm-hmm. you know, then you, but then you have problematic ones like Lady in the Water. Yeah, you know? um, that's just a bad. That's just a bad movie. It's a terrible. Movie. <laughs> yeah, it's awful. It's a it, movie that's trying to be about too many things, and none of them are interesting. It insists upon itself. Lois. Yeah, the money pit. <laughs> that is it my insist- answer. It is insistent. What, what do you What do you mean? It insists upon itself. That is my answer. Um, <laughs> Uh, uh, but yeah, I think it's, yeah, I don't know. So I, I kind of, I respect the fact that he's kind of, especially after the last airbender, right? Mm-hmm. Arguably another terrible film mm-hmm. that had a massive audience base that just went, no, like, yeah. yeah. Like I've never seen any of the animated series, of the last airbender, but like, I get it. Like, yeah. you're right. You know? Um, so I think it's kind of nice that he's kind of slowly building himself back up a little bit. And I mean, you talk about major star part, Gail Garcia Bernal. He's amazing. Yeah, no, no. He's, I, I think he's a great actor. He's great. I love watching him do his thing. Like he just goes. Mm-hmm. Yes. This is, yeah. Keep it up, man. Keep doing your thing. Right Rufus on. Sewell's great too. It looks like he's picking larger names, but from not what we as like Americans would think of as larger actors. Mm-hmm. So, I think that's great. Whatever. Cool. I'll definitely watch this. A bunch of a mysterious beach where people age. It's like, I feel like at some point you just don't go back in the water. Yeah. It's like the opposite of the fountain where they, yeah. yeah the fountain of youth. Um, all right. Well, what, uh, any other trailers? Oh, yes. Okay. Nobody with Bob Odenkirk. Yes. Uh, that was just a little stinger. That looks, that just looks like it's going to be a real fun movie. That looks great. Um, yeah. I'm down for that. Mm-hmm. Um, it's gonna be real fun, like me by myself night movie. You know, mm-hmm. Like just sitting there, um, doing whatever with Charlie, and then uh, we'll talk about this because it's Marvel, and then we can transition into what we came to talk about today, if you want. Sure, let's do but, uh, it. We've got the Falcon Winter Soldier, the big yeah. game spot t- trailer. Whoo! Yeah. So I, am- I only saw, I didn't go watch the full version of it yet. I only watched the one that aired during the game. That's the one I'm talking about. Okay, great. Yeah. Because apparently there's some kind of fuller version online somewhere. I haven't seen that oh, one yet. Maybe that's the one I saw. How long was the one that you saw on the on the deal? And again, listeners, I'm very sorry. I was chasing my friend's kids around my house. Yeah. Um, I think the one I saw was maybe – it definitely wasn't this two-minute one I'm seeing on YouTube. I think it was like only Shorter. a minute or something. It was like, there's a show coming out. And you're like, I'm very aware of this internet. Yeah, thank you, but I, I know. <laughs> All caught up on that. Um, okay, so yeah, I just watched the um, I watched the new trailer then. Okay. The GameSpot. Uh, so, I need this show to come out now. <laughs> like, right now. <laughs> like, then. You know, so I have it now. Mm-hmm. Um, it looks like the action television show equivalent of a roller coaster Mm -hmm. in that when you're walking up to like for us the major roller coaster theme park in our area would be six flags right Mm -hmm. magic mountain when you're walking up to that and you see all the roller coasters and you see that one that you haven't really ridden in a while and it's like ride me and you're Mm -hmm. just like yeah Okay, I want to get on that. Like that's how I felt watching this trailer. I'm like, let's go. Like it just looks like it's <laughs> it's got everything you need. It like there's explosions, there's more explosions, there's, you know, <laughs> jumping out of planes, jumping out of planes. Well, at least one of them can jump out of a plane. Um, 
the back and forth, the banter that they have, it it continues that whole, you know, um, civil war where it's just like, you know, that moment where they're like on their backs together. It's like, I hate you. It's like, yeah, I hate you too. Like, mm-hmm. It's one of those like they'd have all that. So it continues that sort of thing where it's like, like we get along, but I also don't really respect your style. But like we have to do this because we owe our friend Steve like to carry on his legacy. Mm-hmm. And so it's like, God, it look, it just looks, it looks fast paced. It looks well done. It looks intense, but it also just looks like a ton of fun. Like yep. every single trailer for this show that I've watched, there isn't a single moment that I've been that, that looks lame, which I'll be honest, is not super like every so often in a Marvel project. I'm like, eh, I don't know about that. But this one so far, and I'm sure I'll find my moments, but this one so far, just like solid across the board. Like, let's go. Um, they revealed that uh, Agent 13 is going to be in this one again, mm-hmm. um, which I'm like, great. Utilize her character. She was woefully underutilized in the other movie that she was in. Um, uh, what's his name is back? Daniel Bruhl. Daniel Bruhl is in. We see uh, a, a he's little got a sinister voiceover in the trailer about how superheroes can't be allowed to exist anymore. And I'm like, yeah. Yeah. Okay. And, and we see him. Uh, I believe we're seeing him. There's like one shot of a guy in a trench coat. With the purple kind of mask yes, deal that he wears in the comic, leaning into his Baron Zemo, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, persona with, with the mask and everything like that. Which, yeah, I can't wait yeah. to see that. Yup. Yeah, it's gonna be so, good. It looks fun, man. I'm excited about it. I, not that it makes me less excited about WandaVision, mm-hmm. but like I'm looking, I'm looking forward to something that might be a little bit more straightforward. Oh yeah, hundred percent. It's so, definitely gonna scratch the. Sorry, go ahead. As as I love, no, as much as I love, like trying to pick apart everything and find the hidden things. All the yeah, time, it's exhausting. And <laughs> I just want to watch two buds. I just want to watch two buds go and kick some ass. Like, oh yeah, like for sure. Go. You're gonna get. You're gonna get that. It's gonna scratch that itch for you for sure. Oh, absolutely. Um, yeah, I'm looking forward to that. I, yeah, I think it looks really good. I'm. I can't wait to see the the buddy cop, you know, antics of these two. Going around and doing espionage and saving the world and whatnot. Yeah, it's going to be tight. Superheroes. Yeah, exactly. Um, Yeah, I'm looking forward to that. Um, All right, should we get into it? You know what? I think we should. All right. We've been uh, uh, reviewing WandaVision two episodes at a time. Um, This week, because of the the immense nature of the revelations in this episode of WandaVision. Uh, Oh, was there a twist this week? (laughs) There was a twist this week. A slight wrinkle in the the expected uh, outcomes. Just something that melted the collective internet's brain. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Yeah, so... um, Yeah, I mean, let's let's talk about the episode. What were your, like, kind of overall thoughts about the episode? Did you like it? Here's the thing. I did. I did like it. Um, I felt that it it was a little less filler mm-hmm. and a little bit more thriller than what mm-hmm. I than, as I wanted but I still feel like it was a little <sighs> now this might just be my desire to get to the point okay which is not good like let the story breathe obviously mm-hmm. but I felt like there was a little bit of I feel like the story could have been written in a more engaging way if that makes sense um in in this particular episode or just yes, in general I feel okay. like the it's not that it was bad I just feel like there was a lot of like downtime, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm, like, mm-hmm. Using the '80s sort of like sitcom. First of all, the intro theme to the Wandavision this time was awesome. Oh yeah, it's the best one so far. Uh, Absolutely, in my opinion, perfect. by far. Um, it's like I was a kid again, like in the late '80s, like <laughs> yeah. early '90s, sitting on the rug, like watching TV with my parents at night. You know? Oh, it was so, um, it was so growing pains. It was, yes. <laughs> it was awesome, like seeing their like where they do that thing where like it morphs through their pictures throughout the years, like from when they were oh. kids to now. Kid vision? <laughs> uh, yeah, kid vision, kid vision was hilarious. Was hilarious. Yeah, <laughs> laughing hard on that one. Yeah. yeah, but it was like it was like growing pains. Who's the boss? Um, mm-hmm. what's that one, um, the one that Michael J. Fox got his start on? Oh, um, Caprio was on for a little bit. Oh, what is, you know what I'm talking about? Though. I know what you're talking about. Listeners get at me. Um, <laughs> but, um, yeah, it was like intro of that. Like it had all like punky Brewster all like the perfect little like family ties, family ties. Yeah. Yes. It had all the perfect little, like just boom, just little like touch points where you're like, Hmm. This is comforting. Mm-hmm. I remember this. 
Um, but yeah, the intro was great. I, but what I was going to say is I feel like with the kids and the dog, there was a lot of like, there just wasn't a whole lot going on. Right. I feel like, mm -hmm. but I feel like the story that we should have been following more is vision doing more investigative work, which we get a little bit of that, but I feel like I would have, I would have liked to see more of that throughout the episode. Right. That makes sense. As opposed to staying with Wanda. I felt like there wasn't a whole lot going on. Right. I think also, so uh, yes. Uh, so that it's not just a, an hour of praise. I'm going to take your cue as well and pick out something that I found a little bit confusing. Uh, so this episode, so uh, this episode introduces the idea of um, people breaking character, like within the, the simulation or whatever this yes. is that one, the illusion or the hexes they've been getting, to, they're, they've been calling it. Um, but it introduces the, so there's a scene in the, towards the beginning where, um, Agnes played by Catherine Hahn is, uh, there's like this moment, I think it's with like a birthday cake or something. And it's, uh, babysitting the twins. Yeah. And, and I do something for the like babysit the twins. Vision's not down for it. Wanda's like, come on. And then something happens. Yeah. And she's and like, do you want it? Should we do it again? And they're like, what? From the top. Yeah, from the top. Like, can, should, I messed up the line. Should we run it again? So, like, which is crazy because, okay. So, as far as I've understood it so far, um, Wanda is 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 facilitating this illusion over this town, uh, this fake town, where she's co-opted people from this other town to populate this fake town to do this... Um, you know, TV show type thing where vision is alive and they, you know, blah, 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 you know, the whole setup that we've seen, but the way it's been presented and confirmed to be presented so far is that these people are real people who are just under some kind of like spell where they can't use their own minds. Like they're being controlled like puppets, right? They're aware. Yeah. They're That's aware. The so fine part of it. Yeah. So, but the crazy, so, but then to introduce this additional layer of like, so why is Catherine Hahn's character acting like an actor then because there shouldn't be a character to break unless like does that mean Catherine Hahn's character is an actor in her normal life when she's not being used by Scar you get what I'm you get the point I'm trying to make totally yeah absolutely I think that's, that was like a weird wrinkle that like it may it like makes more questions and makes things more uncertain than it does make things more certain you know it felt clunky yeah yeah. Like, and not in like the traditional, well, traditional, we're only five episodes in, but right. the term, traditional WandaVision deal where it was kind of smooth and you're like, oh, smooth, creepy. This felt clunky, creepy. Like the breaking of that rhythm that we're used to, mm -hmm. I think was, um, yeah, I think was, uh, wasn't exactly successful in what they were trying to do. Right. Um, but I have a theory about what's possibly going on now. Right. Before before we get to the theory, let's just talk about some right. things that we do know. No, I just wanted to say, but that's – I was – sorry. I was looking something up real quick. Oh, okay. Say, yeah, the theory, but let's talk about that later when we're – after we talk about some of the other stuff. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, it's also clear in this episode that Wanda is not completely in control of what's happening. And it even is stated that she doesn't even know how this started happening. Um, so they're, they're either, so maybe there's something subconscious going on, or maybe there's some kind of outside force that's also working to put up this illusion because even though she's leaning into it and like, you know, is populating it and like doing a lot of the heavy lifting of it, she's not completely in control. Like she can't control vision completely. She doesn't know how this all started. So that, I think that's an, also an interesting revelation that she's not completely like the only one, the only force behind this, you know? Yeah, there's yes. Mm -hmm. Try to decide when I should just talk about my theory. Go ahead, <laughs> talk about it now. Okay, so my theory is that I, my theory is that Agnes is the Harkness, the Agnes that we all think that everybody's rumored about that it's going to be the witch that from the Salem Witch Trials, right? Uh huh. The Scarlet Witch's mentor in the comics. I think that Agnes is in on it. She's clearly got a part to play in it. Mm -hmm. Um. And, I mean, I think that that break in the first episode was sort of a red herring to kind of get us off the, off the track and confuse us a little bit. But I think that Scarlet Witch's 
somehow Scarlet Witch met Agnes or vice versa, told Agnes about what happened. Agnes saw that she was in a ton of like grief stage, then talked to her about it, convinced her to steal Vision's body, and then they made a deal where Agnes would help augment Scarlet Witch's powers and help create the illusion around it. Mm-hmm. So I think that's where the do you want me to go again? She's being a sympathetic character in that moment of like, oh, I didn't do this and this wasn't according to your plan. But you notice that nobody else does that. When Herb right. chops through the freaking brick wall with his hedge trimmers, he's just staring, going, ha 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 ha. He's not like, oh, oh, I'm sorry. Like, can we set from the top? I think she does that because she's a part of what's going on and she's helping augment the power source while Scarlet Witch is allowed to maintain. So taking the burden off of Scarlet Witch and maintaining the overall thing. Because notice when Vision pulls that poor guy into, like, he pulls his actual, like, consciousness out, like, to the forefront of himself. Mm -hmm. The guy only says, she's controlling us. He Mm -hmm. doesn't say it's Scarlet Witch or, you know, know, he Mm -hmm. says she. So I think what it is is that Agnes is helping her create this illusion of this town, and she's controlling the majority of it Mm -hmm. so that so that Scarlet Witch can exist in this sublime state. And that's why you see Agnes always popping over with whatever she needs, right? They get a dog. Right. She instantly comes over to the doghouse. <clears throat> you know, the babies aren't sleeping. She comes over to rock them to sleep while she's the wacky neighbor that does aerobics while she, like, takes care of the babies. So I think that that's what's going on, is that she's a more powerful um, metahuman, magic mm-hmm. witch, if you will. And so what she's doing is creating the major illusion around it and, Scar- and helping augment Scarlet Witch's powers, but also taking the burden off of it so that Scarlet Witch can relax a little bit and kind of just hopefully, I don't know, enjoy what's happening. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I think I think you're on to something there. Um, I, I, I would tweak your theory a little bit. I, I think that, yeah, I think what you're saying is plausible about Catherine Hahn. I think that probably is the case. I think she'll probably end up being the villain of this. Um, and then the, I think the the series, if if the Whatever, whether this series is going to be just this one season or another season as well, I think this ultimately culminates in a battle between Scarlet Witch and Catherine Hahn's character. Um, I think Catherine Hahn is maybe um, attempting to mentor or like train Scarlet Witch to use her abilities in in other ways and she sees that like oh you know the key to unlocking scarlet you know the scarlet witch's true potential is to get is for her to get over the loss of the vision or or use it to like fuel her whatever rage or whatever and so she's trying to like you know trying to dark side her basically um and then yeah i think and there may be the multiverse may be tied up in there um somewhere whereas like maybe the reason why Catherine Hahn is doing this is so that scarlet witch will unknowingly leave the door open for Catherine Hahn's true self to make it all the way through to our reality maybe there's something like that for her to gain out of it um yeah but i think ultimately like Catherine Hahn's character is in control and is like manipulating scarlet witch and they'll probably the, the final fight will probably be between Scarlet Witch and Catherine Hahn, which will be really cool um, to see Catherine Hahn get to play like a, a a really big part like that. That'd be that'd be sick. Oh, yeah, dude. I love Catherine Hahn, as I have stated before. She's great. Uh, yeah. One thing I'm noticing from the ad banners of uh-huh. WandaVision is they've been if you've been paying attention, they've been changing. Right. The first ad banner for mm-hmm. WandaVision was the full black and white. Right. And then as mm-hmm. It's gone on. There's been that rift that's been happening where you start seeing more of their true, like what they truly look like in the deal. Right. The one that's coming up that just got posted, their look has changed again, probably to the 90s. And mm-hmm. it's almost like there's just these two tiny little slivers of the 90s and most of it, like it's right down the middle of their faces. But it's most of the banner is them mm-hmm. like, as mm-hmm. they are, you know, in the real world, like, you know, outside of the, uh, the illusion. So it's. It's interesting. It's, it's all that subtle like conspiracy theory mind thing for me comes in where I'm like, okay, well, what does that mean? Does that mean that the the grip of the obviously the grip of the illusion starting to wear off? So like, where does that take us? Mm-hmm. But it's just something I noticed when I was looking up on the Wandavision page on IMDb is that it's starting to like come apart, which I think it's cool. The unraveling of what's going on is extremely interesting. Um, I'm interested to see how it plays out, though. Yeah. So, um, yeah, let's talk about, um, yeah, so the scene with, uh, 
the scene with um Norm, who's like the the coworker yeah. of the Vision, where he like breaks his spell. Dude, how good was that actor? <laughs> oh my god, the transition back into the well, yeah, <laughs> letter up. But I was like, whoa, yeah, like, that he that was that was a really effective scene. Really good. Yeah, he just switched like that. I think I honestly think that was the most impressive performance of the entire episode. Mm-hmm. Like just that switch back, that little click, and he's just like, and I'm right back in. I was like, oh wow, okay, like someone. Well, someone's definitely talented. Yeah. yeah. So where where do you think? So where do you think the the show's going with these kids? What do you think is the future for these kids? Oh, you mean the creepy kids that keep aging? Yes, those kids who can age at will, basically. Age at will and are also also might not be real. Right. Um. Yeah. So I think if we're going off of the you know your cap your Catherine Hahn. Uh, theory and you know and she is the villain i think the kids are perhaps you know um real kids but they were you know fabricated by Catherine hahn to sort of appease or to help along in this sort of whatever she has going on with with wanda like this sort of weird training or manipulation thing whatever deal they made yeah so i think they might even be working for Catherine hahn subconsciously um, so that maybe they'll end up being villains and have to be part of the the team that Wanda has to fight. Um, or this could go completely in the other direction where, you know, um, the, you know, the, we get an episode where it's like basically the, the you know, the, the Maximov family versus Catherine Hahn, you know, where the kids are now young adults, you know, eventually. And uh, and, you know, it's Vision and Wanda and the kids and, and uh, uh, Pietro against Catherine Hahn. We get some incredible style stuff like that. So that that's also another direction I think it could go in. Absolutely. The the thing that's that's crazy too is that like the kids are creepy. Mm-hmm. There is a weird element of like creep factor. And you can even see it when Wanda's trying to talk to them and deal with them, you know? Like she's mm-hmm. freaked out by the fact that they're just able to do whatever they want. Mm-hmm. Like also, where did they get the dog? Did they manifest it, or did Catherine Hahn give it to him? Mm. Like, yeah, you know, there's so many questions that I'm just like, what is going on? Yeah. Um. Another thing. Help, oh, sorry. Go ahead. Say, it doesn't help reading all the Marvel comics things about like Wiccan and uh, Speed because there's like so all these different like things. So it's like it just complicates my brain when I'm watching the show, being like, okay, but. But was that like a little nod to like this, this yeah. version of them or or what was that? What is happening? Like, <laughs> yep. Um, I thought there's this so show is stressful to watch. It I'm is stressful. Um, there's a couple other, I uh, think, interesting revelations. One. Um, so the when the dog dies, uh, the kids ask um, Wanda to bring the dog back to life. And she yeah. says that she can't that they can't do that um, and that they shouldn't try to age past it. And they should they should deal with their grief. Now, I wonder if that's a if that's foreshadowing because maybe that's what um, Catherine Hahn's character, if she is in control, is trying to teach Wanda how to do use her powers to like literally alter reality. And what's the most you know grandiose way of altering reality, but bringing ba- someone back to life? And maybe that is um, where all this is headed. You know what I mean? Wanda learning how to manipulate every aspect of her reality, including life and death. You know. Absolutely, yeah. So she can be the full in full control of what she wants. She can make the world what she wants. Yeah, I could I could easily see that being the impetus for the multiverse. Like Wanda brings in the multiverse because um, I wouldn't be surprised if we get a Doctor Strange cameo somewhere in this season where oh, it's probably the end. Yeah, where it's like you know you know it may seem like Wanda brought these people like after she gets you know gains the skill the ability to bring people back to life you know Doctor Strange shows up and says you know obviously it can it seems like Wanda's bringing people back to life but what she's really doing is opening a door to another dimension and grabbing people from other dimensions and she left the door open and that's a problem you know yeah and that's a great theory because that would explain the giant twist at the end right and I mean we can get to that now I mean uh yeah yeah. so Uh, as I texted you yeah, bro. Quicksilver. <laughs> yeah, head, so head explosion emoji. Yeah, so at the very <laughs> end of the episode, um, you know, after all the drama with Vision, you know, confronting Wanda about her doing all of this and 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 all of that, um, there's a knock at the door, 
and she opens it and from behind we can see the silver hair so we know it's quicksilver and we know that's important uh because you know quicksilver is her brother and they were you know ride or die together and he was killed by ultron and then so we're like oh shoot it's quicksilver and then the reverse angle reveals that it is the quicksilver uh from x-men the x-men universe yes 20th century fox right um, which was i gotta say that moment was really really effective because in my mind i'm just imagining aaron taylor johnson um and i'm like okay this is cool i you know i was like i called it okay yeah. quicksilver's here cool but then when the revert when the reverse happens i think two things are really cool about that moment one wanda's performance elizabeth olsen's performance is very in like the the scene doesn't work without her feeling like she's seeing her brother but like there's something different about him um i think her performance really sells it because aaron taylor johnson and what is this actor's name uh evan peters evan peters right from american horror story they they don't look anything alike and so her performance is has to sell to us that this is my brother i know he's my brother but he th- he feels different like he there's something about his look that's different and so her her performance really sells it i think that's really like she did a really good job in that moment um and then also uh i don't know if you were like how aware of this uh you were when you watched it for the first time but like that moment is highlighted by the audience's like applause track <laughs> Yes, and I I was for that moment when she's just like realizing it's her brother. You're forgetting you're watching the sitcom that is Wandavision, yes. and so when yes. they applaud, it like perfectly highlights the moment. But for like that TV show, but also for the show that we're watching, you know, right? <laughs> like finally, yay, X Men, you know? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> they will be in the MCU. Yeah. Um. The other crazy thing too that like really like messed with my head was when they started arguing over the end credits. Yeah, yeah. They're just the end credits are going. It's that happy music like we're all families, like screaming at her in the kitchen. I was like, whoa, this is a very disparate situation that's going on. Like, right. Like it just it it further just like delves delves into the unnerving sort of like just creep factor that the show has, right? Yeah. Like you never feel like you're sitting on a solid surface, right? It's always kind of teetering teetering if you ever had like been at a at a restaurant and you're in a high high top chair right and it's got mm-hmm. one leg or two legs that are just shorter than the other two so you're constantly like your center of gravity is <laughs> constantly off you spend the entire like hour and a half however you're eating just like wobbling back and forth like that's what that feels like with this show to me 100 percent. yeah it's like it's clear that she's not in control you know because if she yeah. was there wouldn't be credits and happy music playing right now while she's arguing you know exactly the other thing too is you're never comfortable it never mm-hmm. lets you get comfortable. You are never allowed to relax when you watch this show. Right. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I, I'm I'm really excited to uh to see where this goes next with this next episode. Okay. Um it was just such a huge moment for, for the yeah. Marvel universe man to officially put an X Man in a Marvel Studios production is is a huge deal, you know? Like uh, oh, I was blown away by it. I was very, very, very excited. <laughs> totally. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I Yeah, it really, because I was I was expecting Aaron Taylor Johnson as well. And I was like, oh, and then it wasn't. And it threw me for such a loop. My brain just was like, I can't process this right now. Um, uh, a couple of things. Uh, Visions, momentary he's pleading with Wanda. He's like, I can't remember where I am. I don't remember where I came from. I don't remember how we got here. Like the emotion that Paul Bettany brought to that moment where he's just pleading with her. He's like, this is not right. It hasn't been right. Like you got to let us go. Mm-hmm. She's just like, no, I'm not going to do that. He's like, it was very, it's very emotional. Mm-hmm. Um, and very well done. Uh, one of the other things I have on the other side. Oh, real quick, before we leave the inside of the hex, um, AJ pointed out and I was noticing it too. That after she, after Wanda comes out, tells Sword to basically get away from her. <laughs> right. Goes, goes, yeah, which was a great scene, by the way. I was like, oh, girlfriend is super evil now. I like this. Mm-hmm. Um, when she goes back in, it turns into more of a red, right? If you notice, mm-hmm. there are certain things on the screen 
lights that had like a red red tinge to it. Mm-hmm. Vision had it on him, and so what that is, what's interesting is it was a red. It's a it's a thing that happens when tube televisions for our younger listeners yeah. before you were alive. A tube television. No, I'm not going to go that deep, but <laughs> when tube TV started to die their colors would kind of bleed out of mm-hmm. solid lines of the image, if you remember. Um, but, uh, but yeah, so it's starting to do that on different things, but not the kids. Right. Not Wanda, not Agnes. Mm-hmm. Like, different things around the environment and vision. And a yeah. little bit, but, like, I thought I saw a little bit on Quicksilver as well, but my brain was also still trying to process that it wasn't, the MCU Quicksilver, so, <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, but yeah, so it's like stuff starting to kind of. It's almost like it's like an old TV. It's breaking down, right? Right. Which is interesting. Yeah, that man. Yeah, there's so many little uh, uh, details in there to like, you know what I mean? To like, oh. if you want to, if you want to look into it, you can. Like the like the like the the ad for Lagos paper towels, yeah. like that, okay. that type of stuff is, is what all is really Lagos fun. Lagos paper towels. <laughs> well, I know that like Lagos was like the oh, name, no. like Lagos was something that ha- it was like an incident that went wrong or went badly for the twins, like early on before they became Avengers. I think yes. it was like Lagos. And there was another country like where uh, Lagos, uh, I think that's in uh, South Africa. Both but... the name and the slogan referred to the attack on the IFID headquarters, also known as the Lagos catastrophe, and the attack in Lagos. Yes, okay, that's the one. Um, blamed yourself due to inadvertently setting off the explosion that killed 26 civilians. That was the one that we see in the beginning of Civil War. Okay. Where there's that embassy that's being held hostage, and uh, Crossbones and his guys uh, are there, and then so she remember they where uh, where um, the where T'Challa, the Black Panther's dad dies. Is that the that the no 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 this that's is the, the UN. This is the UN. That's the UN. Yeah, this oh, okay. is the embassy, and that this is when she's um, or is it or is it Age of Ultron? It might be no, in the beginning of be Age of after, Ultron. It'd be after because we meet age, her in Age of Ultron, so it's after that. Yeah. Um. Oh yeah, I guess you're right. Uh, yeah. So, hold on one sec. Uh, yeah. So that was the moment where um, they um, the explosion happens. Mm-hmm. Wanda grabs it, contains it, but then something else happens, and she gets distracted. And, oh, okay. Um, it she throws it, but it goes up and hits the building and kills a bunch of people. And that's where you get into the Sokovia Accords for Civil War, where they're like, we need to. Gotcha. Yes. Okay. Got you. Okay. Hopefully, hopefully for the sake of, for me, I'll just be, and for the more casual fans, like, I hope we get like some kind of, like, it would be nice to get a flashback to that. So like people know what they're talking about. (laughs) Sure. Here's my question though. What the heck is up with the commercials? Yeah, I know. Um, I don't. I don't. It's funny because like they could either be something important or they could just not be. You know what I mean? Just like an element of you know every you know TV shows have commercials, so that's what her brain, you know, chose to put in there. Yeah. You know. Yeah, that's that's true. But like, why is it the same people? In yeah, the that's true. It's always the same like, actors, which is very it's interesting. Always the same two actors mm-hmm. every time. Like, what? yeah. Who are they? Are they also witches? Mm-hmm. Are they just random citizens of the town who only exist to fulfill this commercial yeah, yeah. universe that they live in? Yep. Like, what is? Yeah, it's very strange. Yeah, it is. It is. Uh, it's madness, if you will. Madness. <laughs> this is Sparta. Yeah. <laughs> oh this man. Is WandaVision. Yeah. Um, this is Westview. <laughs> madness. This. As Westview <laughs> Spartan kid, I didn't kick my lower teeth out like yeah. yeah. This as it makes it sound different. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, man. Okay, couple of uh, couple of things in my notes, real quick. Mm-hmm. Um, Rambo, why is she so salty about Captain America or Captain Marvel? I know, I know. They brought Captain Marvel up, and she got real salty. Probably because, you know, uh, Captain Marvel has been, you know, off fighting battles elsewhere in the universe. And 
she probably feels abandoned, especially because it doesn't seem that Captain Marvel was around when her mother died. So I'm sure there's some resentment there. Well, I think it's that. But also, do you think it's something that maybe because of the cancer that her mom died from, she thinks that it's something, some sort of cosmic radiation is what probably that comes off of Captain Marvel. Probably so blame her for the death of her mom and not being there. Probably and not on a promise to always be there for her. I think that's like a very good. I think that's a very astute observation. Mm-hmm. Cause it was, it was, it was on a level that it wasn't normal. Like well, she just wasn't there when my mom died. Mm-hmm. Like, okay, that's a big deal. Especially if it's your mom's best friend mm-hmm. and she wasn't really around totally get that mm-hmm. not blaming you for that but there was an extra level of like salt to it yeah it just went Ooh, there's something else going on right there yeah i think you're probably right um yeah so that'll be an, also another interesting uh layer to all of this maybe we'll get a captain marvel uh cameo in this that'd be really cool maybe. uh what do you think about uh the little the little uh where they start calling the hex the hex because it's a hexagonal pattern in the disruption or whatever as opposed to just saying calling it a hex because it's magic like they do in the comic books listeners you can't see me but i'm completely <laughs> stone face <laughs> is what they say, say yes yeah, stone face is a, i thought it was stupid yeah i do too we call um, her this like and then the other thing too when they were like oh she doesn't have an alias i'm like yeah she does yeah i don't yeah it's Mar- marvel it's so weird they pick and choose when they successful want with their terminology yeah well they they, yeah. they pick and choose when they want stuff to be like like fantastical and just like hey man it's comic book stuff like it's called the heart-shaped herb and it gives you magic powers yeah well, you don't need to know any more than that uh like because i appreciate that like let comic mm-hmm. book stuff just be comic book stuff i'm perfectly Ooh. fine with that they're mutants because they're mutants they're wolverine he heals because he is a mutant okay fine it's just what he does yeah he's fine okay cool um, but they pick and choose when they want to do that. You know what I mean? And I, I feel like they should have just called her Scarlet Witch a long time ago uh, yeah. and just call it a hex because it's a hex. It's She's a witch. <laughs> she's a witch. Yeah, she's uh, a witch. <laughs> burn her. Yeah. Uh, the clunky the clunky engineering of how Scarlet Witch gets her name. I feel like they're going to try and do that in the show. And I'm like, Oh man, I'm not looking forward to that. Start calling her that. Like have Jimmy Woo be like, okay, so Wanda have somebody be like the Scarlet Witch. Like what? Like that's her code name. It's what we're calling her. Like, Oh, okay. So the Scarlet Witch, like, like, I feel like it's all you need to do. You don't need to be this big, like she's, she doesn't have an alias. It's like, well, no, sir, but she's an Avenger. Okay. Like that whole scene. I was like, it's funny. Yeah, because Randall Park makes it funny. Yeah, no, he's That's great. The only reason that yeah. that scene was successful is because of Randall Park. And I saw this little little piece that I wanted to bring up. Remember how last time we were talking about how it would be great for Randall Park to get his own MCU spinoff show? Mm-hmm. It's being pitched to Marvel right now. Nice. Yeah, I feel like I'm that like, could happen. I'll watch eighteen seasons of that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I know. Right? Woo, Agent of Sword. I'm like, yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> he's dealing with rogue ai and aliens and like all sorts of stuff and this dude who's just wildly in over his head yeah <laughs> yeah uh, yeah i think that would be you could definitely have a sword like a sword tv show led by um led by randall park it, it would be like it'd be like kind of like brooklyn 99 meets men in black you know what i mean <laughs> oh sweet mother that would be yeah, it's a cop show but about like this you know this alien kind of spaceport you know what i mean he has to deal with all these beings and ais and it's stuff semi workplace comedy yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah i think that'd be really and funny then you, go, then you reference the you know you go to the men in black portions when he has to go like well let's go investigate this yeah <laughs> um yeah, I think, but back to the the, the sort of the hex yeah, and the Scarlet Witch the name and stuff like that. that. It could have been as simple as you know, uh, does she have a code name? No, but the you know the locals in Sokovia when she was a kid called her the the blah blah blah, and that translates to Scarlet Witch in English. It could have been that easy, you know what I mean? But uh, they have to be cute about it, you know? Yeah, exactly. They got to be coy. They're like, mm-hmm, we'll just not name her yet. It's like, but just do it. Yeah, it's not hard. Yeah, um, yeah, it's like, not. It's not hard. The Sokovian papers. Yeah. Her this is like, well, what does that mean? It stands for the Scarlet Witch. Okay, well, that's what we're gonna call. Yeah, it, we'll know? just call her that. Like, yeah. Let's just call her that. Like, that's fine. I don't think you need to call it like the double meaning of the word hex. Right. I think uh, it, it. It. Well, it, what it could come down to too. I think another possibility is it could come down to Catherine Hahn 
and we'll name her once like she her training is complete or whatever or whatever I you know what i'm saying the yeah the scarlet, scarlet witch, witch. Uh, and then, yeah i could see that happening as well um yeah totally. yeah especially uh, when they if, they if it goes down how i want it to mm-hmm. where she's like take my hand She's like, you need to shed this, like, you need, the Wanda Maximoff is dead. Like, you need to shed this name. When we, you know, when we can't, when the witches, when the Order of Witches, um, <laughs> uh, like, created, we all took, like, you know, names, because our human names are dead. We are so much more than that. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to call you the Scarlet Witch. And then they disappear into the multiverse. And that's when... Doctor Strange's cape comes up and taps him on the shoulder and like whispers in his ear and he's like, "Oh, son of a bitch!" <laughs> yeah, <laughs> son of a duck. Like I want to see him just sitting there, like drinking tea, like reading a book that you wouldn't think, you know, the Seven Habits of Highly Effective People or something like that. And there's just like the like the message comes up and he's just like, <sighs> like. <laughs> <laughs> um, I wonder. Do you think? Um. In this version of uh, Monica Rambo, do you think she's going to get superpowers? I don't know because she is Captain Marvel at some point. Right? Yeah, and she becomes she she becomes various heroes depending on the storyline. Right. She becomes a character called Photon. She also becomes a character called Pulsar, and also becomes a character called Spectrum. They're all like, you know, kind of Captain Marvel adjacent kind of powers, like kind of solar energy powers. Um, See, she has energy absorption and manipulation, ability to travel at speeds up to the speed of light while in her energy form. She has like an energy form. Uh, She can convert her body into any form of energy within the electromagnetic spectrum and travel in energy form through the vacuum of space. Dude, Uh, being able to yourself into an energy form and travel through electrical energy that might come in handy with what's going on right now in the show a hundred percent yeah and if she can travel you know she can become any energy and travel in energy form she could travel across the multiverse unharmed you know absolutely um and then maybe she'll help develop her and her and scott lang or whatever or not scott lang but um hank pym will could work together to create some kind of way for people to travel through the multiverse unharmed and stuff like that um, based on her, I you know. Like you and I, should, I feel like you and I should find a creative way to get all of the Avengers in this show. Yeah. So it's just this act like final episode. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I think it's cool. I'm, I'm down, like, at this point, like I've said a couple episodes ago, which was a little while ago, my favorite guy is dead. So yeah. <laughs> don't, it's not that I don't care what happens in the MCU. I'm just like, mm-hmm. Tony Stark's gone. He was my boy. So, like, whatever happens now, I'm like, sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Go for it. Sounds good. Just don't be stupid about it. That's my only thing. Be creative. Right. Like, do it right. I totally justice. agree. That's all I care about. Just do it right by the fans, which they're doing. Um, but, uh, but yeah, man, I think it'd be fun for her to get superpowers. I don't know how it would work out in this one, although it did – Allude to the fact that she wants to build that mobile chamber that can like insulate her from the uh, from the energy. So that might be a, a plot device that gets her to infuses her with some powers. Yep, um, it goes horribly wrong, and now she has powers. Yes, exactly. Yep, I think it goes so. Horribly wrong for a minute, and then you realize she has superpowers, and then it gets awesome. Yeah, <laughs> it was ex- <laughs> it was the most excruciating pain I've ever experienced. But now I'm a superhero, so I mean, I'm I guess it worked so out. <laughs> six of one, half dozen of the other. Yeah, yeah, um, uh, yeah. I think totally. I think that could totally be what happens for sure. Yeah, I think it's great. I think it's great. And then that'll probably be. I could see that being the the plot of uh, Captain Marvel two, which has been announced for 2022. Um, the plot of that could be her getting her quote unquote revenge against Captain Marvel and then them becoming buddies at the end to fate to defeat whatever the real villain becomes or ends up being in that movie, you know? Yeah. Jeff, the guy at Starbucks that messed up their order. <laughs> yes, exactly. Uh-oh. Exactly. We must combine our powers to take oh, on to Jeff. Jeff. <laughs> yeah. Screw that guy. <laughs> I said I, I wanted no milk. soy milk, not extra <laughs> soy milk. <laughs> I asked for light, light ice. <laughs> yeah. There were six cubes. Count them six. You um, son of a 
bitch. Yeah, you son um, of a bitch. <laughs> Jeff, you son of a bitch. I like to picture Jeff sitting at the Starbucks making whatever drinks, and he looks up slowly, and outside is just Monica Rambo in a superhero outfit and freaking Captain Marvel standing outside pointing at him and, like, punching their fists <laughs> in their hands and, like, putting their thumb across their throats. He's just like, I'm going to go on break. Yeah, yeah I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go on break now. I'm going to go on break. He's <laughs> hiding in the bathroom like, are they gone? Yeah. Uh, yeah. I Yes, I'm very excited to see where this goes. Um, yeah, this was a great episode of WandaVision, and I'm, yeah, was. I'm super excited to see what the next episode is. Absolutely. Um, the other thing that's cool about Monica getting her powers is that she was on a team with um, Luke Cage, Blake, mm, mm-hmm. Black Panther, and Brother Voodoo. Mm-hmm. Based out of New Orleans, and I now that I know that I I need that show. Yeah, it's like that's all I I didn't know I wanted that, but that's what, exactly what I show, want. <laughs> I need a show where Luke Cage and Blade and <clears throat> whatever iteration of Monica Rambeau is, and maybe the new Black Panther and Brother Voodoo fighting people in New Orleans. Like, yeah, let's go. That's yeah. Also, like I, I'm, I'm really looking at like um, what I'm paying close attention to what Marvel's doing with a lot of these more secondary characters because uh, a you know a young Avengers team like whatever the next like sort of uh, you know iteration of the Avengers looks like looks pretty promising. Um, I could definitely see Monica Rambo being a part of that uh, that team. You know. Oh yeah, their lineup is getting strong. Yeah, it's, it's going to be better once the other TV shows start coming out. Mm-hmm. Like, Ironheart, yes, um, you know, Ms. Marvel. Like it's just gonna get, it's just gonna, you know. Yeah, the Ms. Marvel show is on. It's coming too. Like this is gonna be. Yeah, it's gonna. They're gonna have a, a solid. I think, uh, with all of, I think they made the best decision possible by really leaning into their TV shows because by the time we get the next Avengers movie, it's gonna be as rewarding. Because like, I think the. Obviously, they didn't know what they had quite yet when they were building towards the first Avengers movie, but like. Think of all the heroes. With the first Iron Man. You said what? Like right all the way back in 2008 with the first Iron Man. Well, e- even after that, like as they're building to the Avengers, like I think there's so many characters that could have benefited from being on a TV show rather than just having, you know, movies about them. Um, because TV TV shows give you a little bit more time to kind of like live with the characters and see what they're like and have them develop and learn who they are. You know what I mean? Um, but obviously they weren't putting that much money into TV because, you know, Disney plus wasn't a thing and, you know, TV wasn't in the sort of golden age that it is right now, you know? Yeah, absolutely. And Mm -hmm. I think that, you know, for some of these secondary characters, as, as we've seen with Daredevil's, with Daredevil on Netflix and Punisher, Mm -hmm. which I don't know, you're not listening, but Marvel, please bring back John Bernthal (laughs) as the Punisher. Yeah. Like, he'll be back. I don't. I don't care if you do it as a TV show. I don't care if you do it as movies. I don't care if you do it as five-minute vignettes that stack up to a half hour. Just bring it back, please. It's yeah. so perfect. I feel like when they when they finally pull the trigger on um, – I think John Bernthal will be back because I think they're going to – they'll probably do a a in some sort of X-Force kind of thing. They may not call it that, but they'll probably do some kind of X-Force thing now that Deadpool is very much in the fold at Marvel. and uh, oh, he would fit in. I th- I could see John Bernthal being on that team. You know what I mean? You could fold him in weirdly with Deadpool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. That I think that's half it be this like. So what's your deal? You wear red tights, like yeah, and I teleport. Yeah, I could see I could see Deadpool leading a team of like sort of like a you know a you know an homage to X Force, but not maybe not the full X Force because you know that's a lot of mutants to bring in, but. <laughs> X-Force and Deadpool 2 all pretty much mostly ended up in a wood chipper. So. Yeah, exactly. And being cut in half. Yeah. Electrocuted. Yeah. They weren't really the success story that they yeah. to be. Yeah. But you know what? Try, try again. Right? Yeah. <laughs> I could totally see uh, Ryan Reynolds leading a team of like all of the the MCU and, you know, Marvel television, like not bad guys, but, you know, violent guys, as it were, you know? Yeah. Exactly. Well, that's what essentially X Force is. It's like yeah. Deadpool, Bishop, Cable. It's the yeah. ones where it's like, it's when you. There's a difference between SEAL teams mm-hmm. and Delta Force. Mm-hmm. You kind of know SEAL teams are very secret, and if anybody's in the Navy and whatever, I'm 
very much apologize. It's a very broad stroke, but like mm-hmm. it's like X Men are the SEAL team, right? They're special forces. They're very highly specialized. Mm-hmm. Like, they get out there. They get the stuff. They do the secret mission. But then there's Delta Force, where it's like all black ops, no admission of like any team <laughs> of country affiliation. Like they're yeah. just there to kill you. Yeah. And that's what I feel like X Force was with Bishop and Cable and Deadpool, yeah. where it's like Professor X goes. Yeah, um, that threat is bad. I need <laughs> yeah. it gone, like, now. And then you just go, okay, we'll smoke them. And they just go and <laughs> kill them. Like, yeah. It's the X-Men team that you see them coming and you're like, oh, man. Yeah. I didn't want to die today. <laughs> but I'm gonna. Because <laughs> you're gonna. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I could totally see that. Um, yeah, man. Uh, excited about all this Marvel stuff is going to be sick. Yeah. It's good. Like I love the people. I love seeing the argument still. People like superheroes are still oversaturated. Everything like, great. Then don't watch anything. It's fine. You don't (laughs) have to. Yeah. The fact that superheroes around annoys you, like that speaks more about you than it does anybody else. Champ. Like true. As for me and my people, my tribe, (laughs) we're just fine. Yep. (laughs) All members of the tribe. (laughs) exactly well all right derek um yeah that's i think that's gonna do it for this week's episode oh what a good episode it was and we'll be back probably uh, depending on what happens next episode if it's another juicy one maybe we'll review it but if not we'll we'll go back to our regular schedule but thanks for stopping by again um where can people find you online oh you can find me at cinephile 84 on instagram and you can find Mm -hmm. me at that sorry that's c-i-n-e-p-h-i-l-e-8-4 and then you can find me at derek underscore nickel d-e-r-e-k underscore n-i-c-k-e-l on twitter right on you can find me at asan the dj across social media at a-h-s-o-h-n the dj you can find episodes of this podcast and more at weekly regular on social media or at weeklyregular.com thank you derek once again for stopping by man love it and the best part is with all of the marvel stuff coming out and eventually star wars on disney plus we are going to have a lot to talk about a ton it's gonna be Yeah. (laughs) All right. Thanks for uh, listening, and we will see y'all next week.